You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of regulated nervous system in our relationships. Meaning, all those behaviors that are keeping you disconnected from yourself and your body. Let me give you a scenario. You feel like you are always in charge, always in the driver's seat, always controlling, and all at the same time also overwhelmed and anxious and stressed out, maybe even suffering from insomnia. You don't realize that your body is making sense because you don't live in your body. You live in your head. You've worked so hard as a high achiever to create the career or the business of your dreams. Maybe even you enjoy your beautiful relationships, but I don't know if you can enjoy them really because you are not really present. So I want you to understand how important it is, even if it feels like what the heck is this lady talking about? How important it is to really understand your body and your nervous system responses in navigating your relationships. No matter if it's a business relationship, if it's in your partner or your children or your friends or your parents, if you don't understand how your body responds, you will create a lot of unnecessary stress and situations in your life that you would love to avoid. So let me start with saying this. <sighs> Take a deep breath and check in. How does that feel in your body? How does your body feel? And if you think, get out of here, I don't have time for this. This doesn't bring me an income. I just need to think in more positive ways. This episode is for you. This is for you. Because all this mindset and only mindset is not going to fix what needs to be fixed. Meaning you being present and at home with yourself. So let's start with what is nervous system and what kind of responses do we experience when we talk about nervous system? When we feel connected and safe and secure and stable, we are in the safe and connected space of our nervous system, the ventral vagal. If I'm talking to this camera and I feel kind of amazing because my friends are around me and they're supporting me, I feel connected and safe. Now imagine if I'm in a business meeting and somebody says something that activates me, and I don't even know if you know what it means because activation happens in the body, what you know is how you will react to somebody's words, meaning you can get very angry. You can get frustrated, sad, emotional, hopeless, controlling. Those are the behaviors that are symptoms of your nervous system dysregulation. So imagine you are talking to your, to your friend and they just say something like, you know, you never have time for me. And you just feel attacked and you respond, what do you mean? I'm always there for you. I'm a good friend. I make time. I make sure that you are supported and you just feel yourself, your whole body. And I don't know if you noticed that, but that's what happens. Your body gets mobilized. Why is this happening? Because their words triggered something within you. 
it's not them that triggered you. Their words triggered something within you, within your nervous system that has not been maybe dealt with or you just haven't discovered yet how to have skills to support yourself back to being connected and safe and secure. So when we navigate conflict or hard conversations or hard situations, as I said, you can feel connected and safe. You can also respond in fight, right? Fight meaning I can verbally become defensive. I can physically become defensive. I can argue with you to the point where you know that I am right because I don't feel safe if I am not right, right? You can respond in flight, meaning you will try to avoid this conversation. And when I'm talking to you, you will be on your phone, glazing over whatever messages are there because you are uncomfortable with having difficult conversations. Many of us were not really modeled how to do that. Another response can be phone and you start pleasing. You just want to avoid the conflict on any type of conversation <laughs> in any way. So you will find yourself just pleasing the other person. What can I do for you? What, how can I make you happy? How can I make you feel satisfied with me so you don't reject me or you don't treat me in a bad way? And another response, the fourth response is freeze. Freeze is when you completely shut down. Yes, you shut down maybe your anger, your sadness, your frustration, your disappointment, but you also shut down all the positive emotions and you completely disassociate from being with yourself and the other person. So when we look at the nervous system responses, I want you to think about your relationships and I want you to really notice that you can have different response in different situations with different people. You can go into the fight with your partner. You can go into freeze in your business. You can go into the phone with your friends. It really depends on how you and your body will react in a specific situation with a specific person. And very often without understanding our nervous system, we keep blaming other people. We want them to change. They need to make us feel better. So we find ourselves very controlling, controlling because we don't know how to control our emotions. We feel out of control inside. So we try to control everything outside of us, people, situations, the world. And of course it doesn't work because let me ask you, do you like to be controlled? And we all know the answer to that. So this is what I want to offer you today. I want you to think about one relationship, one specific relationship where you get activated. For example, with your partner. And I will just use my own experience so you can understand what I'm talking about here because, you know, we can change everything with just positive thinking. That's what you believe. So if you are getting ready for work and you haven't slept enough and you are exhausted and your partner gets up and he says something, something in the matter of, oh my God, you are leaving me here and I have to do all this for the kids in the morning. That's a lot. And guess what happens for many of us women high achievers that are always on? We can get triggered because their words, those words, this is a lot. We want to respond. What do you mean that's a lot? I'm doing this every single day. <laughs> this is my life. And you need to do it one time and you say this is a lot. So let me tell you what I think about this. I'm not being supported. This is what I'm doing. I'm not being appreciated. All of this rushes through your mind. But before your mind, your body again gets activated if you go to fight. 
and you feel your heart rate going up, you feel yourself, your hands become sweaty, and you're literally mobilized to protect yourself because there is a neuroception of danger. And when we get activated or triggered, what happens is that the logical part of our brain is really offline. So we cannot make uh, logical assumptions or decisions, and even in the way that we communicate, will not be very logical. It will be all emotional. And I know, and I know for all us successful people, we want to think that we are always such logical creatures, but let me tell you, emotions will always win when we respond from an activated state. So when logical brain is off, we have access now to our emotional brain. And our emotional brain will do everything for us to stay safe and to protect us. So you can find yourself blaming your partner, even though he can be a fantastic human being, you will not be able to see anything positive about him in this moment. What a jerk. Wow, how unappreciative it is of him. Correct? And we need to tell him that. If you go into flight, you might pack your bags and leave the room or leave the house because you just can't handle this conversation. Right? Like, come on, how could he say something like this? And if you go to phone, you'll start jumping around him, making him coffee, bringing him food, making sure that he feels appreciated by you because you are not able to deal with rejection or just with a discomfort within yourself because we are disconnected from our bodies. And when a sensation or a feeling comes out, we don't know what to do with it. When you go into freeze, it doesn't matter what is happening. You really don't care because you literally are preparing for death. Okay, it's like, a, like when you see an animal, they get attacked and they go numb. That's how they prepare for death. And that's what's happening within our own nervous system. So there are a few ways that we can start working with ourselves and connecting more deeply to ourselves before we connect deeply to those people around us. First of all, you need to be aware that you are disconnected in some ways. How do we know that? Well, when you've built the, the life of your dreams, you have the house, the kids, the partner, or maybe you're a high achieving woman who is single and can't really find a partner. Well, that's a sign. That's a sign that something is off if you have, let's say, the career and you can't find a man or you are married or in a relationship, but you feel frustrated. You feel emotional. You become very reactive. I have a lot of high achieving clients who can become very reactive. They can be cool in the meeting, but with the man, when they feel jealousy or they feel not appreciated or not taken care of, they will become very highly emotional. Okay. So this is your sign. If you feel highly emotional, you begin yelling, you begin controlling, um, stressed out, anxious, overwhelmed. It means that it is time for you to really look on the inside instead of the outside. The more money is not going to regulate your nervous system. The more doing is not going to regulate your nervous system in this, in this aspect because you are already doing a lot. You are the doer. You are the achiever. And I know how that feels because I moved to another country at the age of 19. And after that, I met a great guy. I'm still married to him and we have two kids. And at some point, we moved to U.S., and guess what? I'm standing in my house in California with one child, with an amazing husband, with a house with a swimming pool. And I'm standing in the kitchen thinking, is this all? Is this all what I worked for? Is this all what I moved abroad for? Because I feel so overwhelmed and depressed and disconnected. I don't know. Is this life? I feel like there's something wrong with me mentally. Well, there was nothing wrong. I was just completely dysregulated. So if this is you, 
first step is awareness. I want you to look at the relationship. You can choose one or more in your life where you become the person you don't really like to be, right? When you feel like you are doing too much, not being received, not being respected, not being valued. You have those relationships. You have those moments. And I want you to gain the awareness. You can even take a piece of paper and write down what are the behaviors that I would love to change or that cause me a lot of stress, not with other people, but with yourself, with myself. What are those behaviors? Blaming, complaining, criticizing other people, not ourselves. We do criticize ourselves, but we are so great at criticizing others when we feel really dysregulated. And I want you to look at those behaviors. And if you want to start changing them and working with yourself, first of all, you need a lot of compassion, okay? So compassion, compassion, compassion. As high achievers, we can be so relentless and so demanding with ourselves that if things don't happen fast, right now, we don't have any patience for ourselves and other people. So this is going to be very foreign for you, <laughs> but let me tell you and trust me that this is exactly what you need to do. So choose one behavior and a situation and notice how do you feel in your body and if you can't access your body, what are the thoughts that I'm thinking when I am triggered? When I start yelling, controlling or feel overwhelmed, what are the thoughts? What do I think? Write it down on the paper. What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? What am I really doing? What am I doing? Who am I being in that situation? Write it all down. What do I see in the other person? How do I see the other person? Who are they for me when I am in this activated state? This is not going to be pretty, but you need to be really honest with yourself. So write it all down. And what do I feel? And I said, if you don't feel in your body, you might have thoughts about, I feel sad. Okay. Maybe not feeling it in your body because you are disconnected, but you can still name it. And when you write it down and you can see your thoughts, your feelings, how you perceive the other person, so that's your perspective, and what you are doing and who you are being, now the question is, instead of all of that, who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How do I want to respond? What do I want to think of that person? And take time really to address that. Write it all down. Who do I want to be when I'm in stressful situations with this person? Or there is a situation that is difficult. How do I want to feel? Do I want to feel calm and co co collected and, mm -hmm. and confident? Or do I want to feel overwhelmed and distracted and anxious and reactive? What do I want to think of the other person? Do I want to think that they are trying to really disrespect me and not care for me? Or are they just like me, a human being with a brain in their nervous system and they are doing their best and I love them and I appreciate them. Or if it's about your work, I do respect them in some way. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I feeling? And what do I want to be doing, feeling, being and noticing? Okay. Number one, awareness is the key. So first I said awareness. Second, I said compassion, a lot of compassion for the process. Then really writing down who I'm being right now and who I want to be and how I want to respond instead of reacting. Next step for you to really work and start to work with your nervous system and coming home to yourself is a lot of patience. And I know for us, we want the things to happen fast and we want to see a change really quickly, but this is not how it works. The relationship with ourselves um, is going to require time and patience. So be patient with yourself, be patient with the process. 
What do I mean? If you decide to become a different type of person in the way you relate to yourself and others and how you process your emotions, you need to decide what I will be doing to become that person, right? So as I mentioned before, what I want to think, feel, do, and be. Great. Sounds amazing. Now, how do we implement that? So first we decide we are going to be very patient with ourselves. And then we decide exactly what I want to think. If I want to think about my husband, that he is supportive and he is loving and he wants the best for me, I need to keep working on this proactively in the moments when I am not activated. So when you are not activated or triggered, that is the time to do this work. We do not do this work when you are activated because when you are in a triggered state, fight, flight, fawn or freeze, you are just going to be going to one of your adaptive behaviors to keep yourself safe and protected. So this is not the time to do the work. The work happens when you are feeling calm and connected. So being proactive. Now, this is the next step. You're going to choose what is the thing you will be doing if you get activated, right? So for me, it was, let me give an example from my own life with my son. I used to get very reactive. I used to yell. I used to feel out of control. This kid wouldn't just listen to me. Listen, and I'm the adult and I'm the parent and I know better. Again, not true. <laughs> but this was me six years ago. I would go to rage. I would go to anger. It was my first response. And then I would just yell. And of course, afterwards, I would feel guilty. So you apply this to whatever relationship you need. I needed to really decide, do I want to continue to be this person? And the answer was a no. What do I need to think about my son? What do you need to think about that person? I wanted to think about my son, that I love him because I do. And it was easy. I didn't have to make myself believe that. I love my son. I know what to do. And I can stay calm. And I can stay calm if I practice. So that was my, those were my three thoughts I would always come back to. So when I was alone in my house, and you choose that for yourself, I would repeat those three thoughts. I would imagine, close my eyes, I would imagine the situation just evolving in front of me. And it was always in the evening. And he would do something. And I would just close my eyes. I would take a deep breath and repeat in my head, I love my son. I know exactly what to do. And I can stay calm. And guess what happened when I start practicing this day in and day out and day in and day out. I even asked him to be on this podcast, but he said he doesn't want to talk badly of me when I was, you know, me six years ago <laughs> because I'm a different person. But, you, but if you would ask him, he has a completely different matter right now than he used to. Am I still reactive sometimes? It happens, but it's nothing like it used to be. So being proactive in the times when you feel connected and calm and safe is the key element to you changing how you respond or react or relate to yourself and others. So what would happen for the first weeks, and it will happen for you because it, it takes time to change in that aspect, is to really practice. And no matter what happens, if you still lose it, if you still yell, if you still leave, it's okay. We apply one of the elements I mentioned before, compassion. We forgive ourselves, we are gentle with ourselves, and we understand it takes time. And we come back to repair, because that's the next thing that needs to happen when we say things we don't want to or we react in ways that were unnecessary for the other person or for the situation. Because let me tell you this, when a trigger comes in, 
it activates a part of you that is connected to your past. Stressor is something from the present moment. Stressor is I'm overloaded at work and I just can't seem to get more time that I need. That's a stressor. That's the present moment happening right now. Trigger, when you get triggered or activated, this is your past coming into the present moment and touching on a wound or on an unconscious belief that you are unaware of, of course, because it's unconscious. And it makes you feel a certain way because all of our unconscious belief have emotions connected to them. Okay. So your behaviors are just symptoms. Remember that your reactions are symptoms of something deeper. So now you apply compassion and you come back to it and you repeat it. Now, if you keep doing it long enough, you will see a change happening within yourself. First of all, you will feel so much calmer and breath. I always use breath because it's the one, it's free. First of all, you breathe all day long. Have you noticed? Or maybe you don't because you just hold it in. But breath is always available and it's for free. So when you use your breath, you create a space between the trigger and your response or reaction. So when you use your breath, you create a space between the trigger and your response or your reaction. And in that space, if you practice, you will have an option of responding completely differently. So what I do and I do with my clients and I offer to you as well is to really start breathing. If you are not used to it, just one minute a day, closing your eyes. If you don't like to close your eyes with your eyes open, just keep breathing, inhaling through your nose, exhaling through your mouth, deeper and slower, deeper and slower. If you are a person who goes into fight a lot, this going to be very, this, this kind of breath will be very, very supportive. If you mostly go to shut down, you need a type of breath work that will activate more of an energy, will mobilize you because you're already in shutdown. You don't need a breath work that is very calm because you are already offline. We need to bring you online right now. So depending on which state you go into, we can find type of breath that will be supportive, but you just breathe. You can even put a hand on your heart. That's what I used to do because it really connects me back to my body that I'm here and I'm not somewhere in the past and I'm not being under attack. And when you do so, you repeat those three sentences or two that you have for yourself. I know my husband cares for me. I know he wants the best for me and I can stay calm and connected. And as you do so with time, you will learn how to approach your conversations differently. And what you will also learn that you will be able to recognize which state of your nervous system you are in. And you can share it with your partner or your friend or your parent, whoever feels safe to you. You can say, you know, I'm having a hard time with conflict. And when conflict happens and we have this type of a conversation, I just want to run. It's so uncomfortable for me. And just this is already creating a disconforming experience for you. What does that mean? Well, Trauma and our responses were created by an experience. So now we need to create a completely different experience. So your system learns this is safe. So when conflict in your childhood, you could see your parents fighting or your mom leaving or whatever that looked like for you, or no conflict at all because there was avoidance. And that you felt that that didn't feel safe. Something was off for you. Something was off for you. And you might have a belief that if I express myself and how I feel my feelings, I will be uh, disregarded or I will be rejected or I will be not seen and understood. 
And if there is a belief of that kind within you, it will drive your behavior, correct? That's why you react or respond in a certain way, like my words or my, um, what I think doesn't matter, right? I'm being dismissed. So this creates a belief, right? So when something happens in your childhood and it's connected to the emotion and this emotion is not completely processed, it gets stuck within your nervous system in your body. So when you navigate conflict right now, you need to start creating different experiences that will create different emotions. So we are really rewiring your brain and your nervous system as we do so. So when you are conflict avoidant, as I mentioned, and you want to run, you can tell your partner or your friend, you know what, I'm very uncomfortable with conflict. I need a moment, take a breath. And then you can say, I just want to run. I just want to avoid this because it makes me feel, and then you say whatever it makes you feel. And if that person is safe for you, if they feel safe and, and supportive in other situations, most likely they will say, well, I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing. Or, wow, why, why, why do you go to that place? Like, that's not what I, what I want you to feel when we are having this conversation. Very often we make the situation so much worse because, again, our logical brain is offline. So when you do so, and this person responds in a positive manner, now your nervous system learns, wow, it is safe for me to express myself. It is safe for me not to run all the time. If, um, if you were not used to, to being hugged when, you, when there was a conflict in a family and you were left to your own devices to process your emotions, you might not be really comfortable with being comforted and hugged, right? So if your partner comes towards you and he says, I want to hug you, can I hug you? I, I don't really want you to be mad and, you know, I love you. And you don't want to be hugged. You can say that. You can say, you know what? Not right now. I still need some more time to process on my own. And then I, I would be open to it. The more you are able to express yourself and what you really need, the more likely you will be less activated or you will be still activated, but maybe not maybe you will, it's not be, it will not be as intense, it will not last for as long, and it will be uh, occurring less and less because your nervous system will, um, will have a wider window of tolerance, okay? So what does that mean? Why wider window of tolerance is right now, six years ago, for example, my first response was yelling because I was reactive and I was always in fight. Now my window of tolerance is if something happened with my son is so much wider because I can even think through that. If something happens and my body gets activated, I take a breath and immediately I go to, is this me or is this him, right? So now my body can process and hold more space for uncomfortable emotions or when triggers shows up, I know how to attend to myself, to de-escalate instead of escalate, right? So Another thing I want you to know when you do this work of connecting to yourself is and working with your nervous system is that everybody has a nervous system and everybody has a brain. So if you feel dysregulated and you are talking to somebody and they don't have skills, they will become dysregulated as well. So you escalate, they escalate, right? Now, we can also co-regulate with someone. So if I have more skill and ability to access my uh, state of safety and connection, and you are losing it, or you are emotional, or you are running, I am still able to resource myself and say, I love you, I care for you, can we stay and have a conversation, or do you need a moment? 
But if I cannot resource myself and I don't know how to regulate my nervous system, guess what's going to happen? You yell, I yell, you yell, I yell, and we are done. Or you yell and I shut down and you yell even more and I shut down even more. And that was the end of this. And that's how we create a lot of disconnection and a lot of damage in our relationships because it's not because we are bad people. It's not because we don't care about each other. It's because we don't understand how our communication styles are influenced by the state of our nervous system. And we don't know that because if we were not modeled that, how are we supposed to know that? Right? So for all your high achievers out there, I really want you to think about how do you attend to your emotions? How do you deal with them? And how can you regulate yourself more so you can be a resource for another person, not only for yourself? How can you be somebody who feels safe and holds space? If, if my child is losing it and being emotional, how can I be the safe, connected space for them so no matter what they do, I don't have to match it with my energy? Because you don't have to. You really don't. But it really requires you to look at, the, at your own patterns of thinking, behaving, who you are, and taking the time to understand yourself more. So... I hope this was helpful. It has been life-changing for me. It's changed all my relationships. I used to be such a tough cookie and such a fighter. And now I don't have to be tough. I'm tough by being soft, meaning I'm strong on the inside, but I'm soft on the outside. And it works out perfectly. So I encourage you this week to really take time to be with yourself because connection to yourself matters. And it will create such a better relationships with, others, with other people for you. May we all be deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week. Mm -hmm.